everyone. Welcome to our podcast on the Norwex Learning Network. And this is Susan Bauer, and I'm your host. And before we even get started today, I'm going to ask everybody, are you subscribed to our podcast? Are your friends who are in Norwex subscribed to our podcast? So I'm going to say that's the very first thing um, to do because then it's the easy button. You just get notified. And we have such a great lineup of podcasts this summer. You're not going to want to miss an episode. And so let's get started with our topic today. First off, I want to welcome and introduce Megan Skiles. She is a senior executive sales leader from West Virginia, and she's joining us to talk about how host coaching is her biggest lead for team building. And so welcome, Megan. Thank you, Susan. It's an honor to be doing this with you guys. So thank you. We are so happy to have you. So Let's just dig in and start talking about consistency in your business, something that uh, that especially I think at this time of year, when there's so much going on and we're going into the summer months, that's a that's a tough one to keep going. But it's so important. So why don't you walk through what do you do to have consistency in your business, Megan? It's really started back at the beginning of the year. I just constantly am partying and consistently reaching out to to people to get hosts on my calendar, to keep my calendar full. And, um, you know, summers, it's easy to kind of blow off summer. You want to enjoy everything. And um, I still do enjoy everything, but I'm really intentional about setting aside a time um, to work my business and then, um, you know, still have time for my family and kids and running them here, there, everywhere. And um, one thing that, you know, really motivates me in the summertime is if I'm working my business in the summer, then my fall calendar is going to stay full. And so planning ahead and um, just keeping, you know, just constantly be partying. That doesn't mean I don't take time off, but my goal is um, six to eight parties per week that's scheduled, not all six to eight um, hold. I do have cancellations and all of that, but I know when I have those six to eight parties per week, I'm going to get my full BBB because I'm going to add three new team members with that party schedule. And so you have a very intentional goal so that keeps you going and earning that business builder bonus is something important. And I know there's probably a few people laughing out there. Yes, I can say it. It's something Mm -hmm. that is really important because as you mentioned, when you get to the fall, if you don't have that consistency and that momentum, boy, is it hard to like kind of get back on the, that train when you're starting really from scratch. It's kind of like everybody's riding out, you know, exercising, riding bikes now. I think of it as like riding that bike. You know, it's really easy to get up the hills when you're doing, (laughs) when you're riding consistently. And it's really hard when you're not. And I can say that for a fact, because that's one of the things I'm doing this summer. And, And really, I wasn't doing it consistently before. So it's a little bit of a challenge. Okay, so this didn't happen overnight. I know it was a progression, but not all of your parties, like you said, six to eight, and probably people are sitting there going, that's a lot of parties. Right. So 
talk about like you you have a goal you set a goal to book six to eight parties a week how do they pan out typically it really just depends they're all over the place i can have one week and have like four zero dollar parties and like one five hundred dollar party or i can have a really good week last week i had a great week where they were all 400 plus so it's just it really i think it boils down to the host even the time of year, sometimes, you know, um, if I have a $0 party, then I always ask that host, let's try again in six months. Let's try again in the fall or, you know, let's try it again. And so, yeah, not that's why I try to hold so many, because if you just have one, especially an online party, if you just have one and it's a $0 party and zero bookings, you're not moving your business forward. So that's why I typically do multiple parties that way I can get bookings. I can get sales even from the ones that aren't successful, or even if there are ones that aren't successful. Right. And I think it also speaks to those unsuccessful ones. They don't, they don't stick with you because you know that you have successful ones right alongside of them. Otherwise it's like, ah, you know, that's, you know, and, and you don't have future bookings and future parties. Um, And I love that you have goals, weekly and monthly goals, and you set intention. That's such a key word. It kind of goes right along with consistency. What have you noticed over time? Because this has been a process. It's not something that you just went, I'm going to have six to eight parties. Everyone's going to be successful and I'm going to get my BBB. And the world is made of rainbows and, and unicorns. That would be wonderful if that was. I know. (laughs) Sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. So when I started this business, which was six years ago now, my kids were very, very little. I only worked during nap time. I was mainly in home, so I could only do so much. But from the beginning, I had set my goal to be $2,000 in sales every single month, because that got me the um, free catalogs, you know, the consistency rewards way back. And um, so that was my goal. And then going into COVID, when everything kind of switched, I had a conversation with Lynn, um, Brianna, my RSM about um, partying and that that $2,000 number. And she's like, why are you focusing in on that number? And I'm like, well, I just want the rewards. And she said, no, focus on how many parties you want to hold those sales are going to come from those parties. And that's when my focus um, shifted. And um, I'm very competitive. Um, So I started with, okay, I I held 10 parties this month. I think I can hold 15 next month. And then, you know, it just kind of built from there. I worked, I I had lots of parties some weeks, and then it got to be where I was like, okay, I've got to step back and see what is sustainable. And so that's where I found that six to eight parties is very sustainable for me. A lot it's automated, so it makes it easier for me. And do you do single host parties or do you do multi-host parties? I do single host. Okay, and tell me why, because I know that this is also something that people, they were having multi-host switched. Some people said that they found better success, you know, and it's whatever works for you, right? That's the bottom line. But why are you a single host? Exactly. I love that you say whatever works for you. I have tried all the party styles. I've tried in home. You know, when I started Facebook, I tried multi-host. I've tried text. um, I've done Zoom. 
I've tried in messenger. I've tried pretty much everything. And I just feel like this is what fits for me. Um, like I said, I automate a lot of things. And I think what I like most is if that, if my host does decide to join that group that I've created for her on Facebook is now her VIP group. And it's already set her up for what's next with her business and all her friends and family are already in there and she can just continually add people to it. All right. So that leads us to the idea that you really are post coaching kind of to team build. Talk about that. Most of my team members are hosts. I feel like it's a lot easier to recruit them because they're already doing a party. I keep that in my mind when I'm talking with them and coaching them on how to host this party. I set up the group for them, but I ask them, I do send a video message asking them to personally invite. And then I send them a message that they can copy and paste out to their friends and family and not just hit that invite button. I'd like to think that they all do that, but I don't know. That's not our perfect world, but I do have them do that. And then I also give them something to post on their Facebook wall, like not on the party page, but their actual personal wall. That way they can get some um, people that they may have forgotten and things like that. And then before their party starts and before I post their shopping link, I always ask them if they'd like to join. And I do that through a voice message so they can hear my voice. So it's not, you know, a robot or, you know, just a text. They can hear my voice. And um, I do not post their shopping link until they respond back to me. And if they don't respond back with that first message, I'll send them a follow-up message. And then continually checking in with them throughout the week. Um, I always do the ask me about my job game in the party and anybody that comments on that. And even the host, if she comments, I do ask if she would like more information on the business and then following up. If I send information out to them, I'm always following back up with them. I'm curious. So I'm pretty sure that our listeners are curious when you say you send a voice message to your host in the beginning, asking her if she'd like to consider being a a consultant or opening an account. What does that voice message sound like, Megan? Usually sounds something like, hey, so excited for your party this week. Um, I'm getting ready to post your shopping link. But before I do, I wanted to check with you. I've had so many hosts sign up um, after their party starts, which is great, but it's always best to do it before your party starts because then the whole party can go to you. You can earn the commission as well as the hostess rewards, and it's going to help you earn your kit for free. Would you like to take a look at some information before I post that shopping link? And then I send it over to them. Pretty simple. Great verbiage. I love that you keep it simple because we know it's really easy to overcomplicate things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just, it's, it's so much harder to keep things simple. Okay. I know, Megan, that you do a lot more in host coaching, and especially to really lead your host to see that opening an account and joining you as a business is is an opportunity along with having a great party. So walk through what else do you do? I know you send the voice message, but then what, what else do you do with your host during the party? I send them messages each day for them to copy and paste to the party page. That way their guests are seeing them active in there and they're going to be more likely to respond to them because they're going to trust them. It's their friend or their family member. 
Um, so one of the first things I have them do in the party page is create a welcome post. And I say create, I give them the post, but they post it, um, the welcome post. So it's an image and it just says, welcome to the party. And um, it says, you know, thank you so much for joining us this week. Would um, love for you guys to comment and respond if you've used the Norwex products and um, what are some of your products that you cannot live without. And then that's the first first um, message that I send to them. Um, the next one that I send is um, for them to copy and paste is the live reminder. And it's very simple. It just gives the time of the, the live that night and just tells them to comment if they are watching live. And then the last message that I give them to post in the party page is a message thanking everybody for ordering, telling them that our drawing is coming up that night and shopping link. I love that. And what I really like is a lot of times I think we can ask hosts to participate and do things. But what you're doing is you're saying, here's the post. All they have to do is just is just add it. And that takes it to another level because then that makes it very doable for a host. Like, oh, I can post this image versus post something about, you know, what you like or post something uh, you're, that, you, that they're creating. And we know that's not going to happen. All right. And then let's get to you. You do ask me about my job. I know you do that in your party. Um, then how do you take that one step further with your hosts? So after they ask me about my job game, I send them like anybody that comments on that post, I send them a message asking them if they would like more information on the business. I tell them, you know, it's totally fine if you're just earning tickets, but would love to check and see if you wanted to take a look at some more information about the Norex business opportunity. And if they say yes, then I will send them over information as well as write their name on my franking list or BFF list. So that way I can reach out that reach back out to them. Yeah, that's what I do for that game. Um, after the party is over, I do send my host a message for her to reach out to her guests about um, ordering if they'd like to order before we close the party out. When do you circle back to the host about potentially joining? It really depends. Like it depends on the situation. Like if they're telling me no, then I'll just, you know, post that shopping link. And sometimes they come back around to me. Like they see how easy it is for the party. They see people buying, they see people booking parties then they come back to me. And there's times where I'll say, do you want me to take down my shopping link? I mean, if like, you know, only one or like zero to two people have ordered, then I'll take my down my shopping link and post theirs. Or I'll say, you know, your friend booked a party that could be your launch party and I'll help you with it. Awesome. And then you said, sometimes they say no, and that's, that's fine. So then is that where you talk about following up or what do you do for just to keep those people on your list? So if I send them information, I write their name down on my BFF list. That way, if they do say no right now, but they've actually taken a look at the information, it just might not be a good time for them. 
So now I can follow back up with them. Like if we have a special offer, join for free, a virtual sign up, you know, whatever we have going on. So I do that and I um, rebook my hosts. Every, every party I close, I ask them if you would like to book a party or if they would like to book a party six months out or same time next year. And I've got a lot of hosts rebook a party because I tell them if you rebook, you're going to get an Enviro cloth or a window cloth or whatever the host's special is. So that keeps you having a lot of uh, booking, future bookings. Right, right. So you have future bookings. You know, you are, some people, some hosts will say yes then, but then you're also following up with them down the road because you put them on your list. Because like you said, a lot of times it just, it doesn't mean no, not ever, just it's not the right time for somebody. I, I think this is great. And I love your tips. I love how you have structured your, your party to make it so easy for a host who then looks at what you're doing and thinks, hmm, maybe I could do that. That's awesome. Was there anything else, Megan, that we didn't cover? I think you gave a lot of great tips on host coaching, keeping your party simple and Using, you know, really using it as an opportunity to see who might be interested in opening an account. The only thing I would say is ask every single person in your party if they want to host, because that is going to keep your calendar full. And even if you get a no response, I do send follow-up messages a couple of days later and trying to get those bookings, just trying to keep my calendar full. And that's so important because you have a full calendar, then you're, you're continually, um, you know, like you said, having consistency, earning your BBB, and you have a pipeline of people that are potentially going to join you in Norwex as well. So I love that. Thank you, Megan. So everyone, action item, reflect on how you're currently sharing Norwex, specifically on sharing Norwex as an opportunity to really have somebody open an account of their own. Um, it's the perfect time. People are looking for side gigs. They're looking for extra money. I don't know about you, but when you go to the grocery store, it's a lot bigger bill than it ever used to be. And so I think that they're just, it's a right time for so many people who are looking to just add that supplemental income to their monthly budget. So make a list for yourself. What are you doing that's going well? Don't throw everything out and start something new if you have something that's working. But you might just want to look at what could I tweak? What's one thing I could do that might make a difference in my host coaching, in my communication during my parties? And take some of Megan's tips and think about what's like the one or two things that you can implement immediately going forward. So that's it for today, guys. Have a great one. And until we see you next time.